You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. I just can't get the right buttons pushed this morning, Bridget. Well, we will get there. And in the meantime, (laughs) Glenn Zerman is joining us, Christian Financial Planner. And this is going to be an important conversation as we talk not only about our finances, but our relationships and why communication is so key when it comes to all of this. Glenn, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good to be with you. I don't know about the segue between train wrecks and Glenn, but I'm not going to take offense. That's all right. I'm (laughs) sorry. I'm sorry. Because we're talking about communication today and we don't want to. That's right. We don't want to um, derail the conversation. I guess all this is bad. All this is bad because of what's been happening up in Pennsylvania and Ohio and things. So we should get off the train wreck thing and talk more about communication, how important it is for us to communicate well with uh, family members and others when it comes to finances. Right. Yeah, you know, this is something that kind of just floats under the radar sometimes. And yeah, communicating. But if you think about it, especially with money or finance, if we don't communicate well, you know, whether it's in our in our jobs or at home or whatever about finances, things are not going to go well. So mm-hmm. that I thought, let's talk about that today. We're going to look at it in a few different uh, circumstances, uh, different relationships we have and maybe sort of the later stages of life. And I think we'll kind of illustrate the point of how important it is. Yeah. So let's begin with the husband and wife relationship, because this is where sometimes, you know, people can come to blows really even in communicating about our finances. It, it can be a little touchy, can it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, you put two people together for, Lord willing, 50 years or whatever in the same roof. <laughs> yeah, things are going to happen. Um, and money is always so much of a center um, of the marriage relationship in, in positive ways, but also in, in bad ways. And I think it just, it kind of is a good reminder that, you know, how, how we spend money, um, our attitudes towards giving, it shows what's important individually, but also corporately for the marriage relationship. And we can really show love uh, to our spouse by handling our finances well and, and communicating that well. <clears throat> and I do believe that, you know, nothing... Nothing good is going to happen with money between husband and wife unless they're talking about it and unless they're communicating. And I will say, I've seen this over the years, it's quite normal for there to be sort of a big difference between, you know, spouses regarding finances. Usually there's one spouse that just kind of enjoys the the numbers and the tracking and the budgeting and all that kind of stuff. And the other one hates it. That's usually how, how it is. And that's actually kind of good. Um, but I will say there still needs to be moments of communication uh, between the spouses about it, even for those that, that aren't into it. it. It shows that the one spouse that's into the managing values the opinions of the other spouse. And it helps create maybe some guardrails for spending or, or establishing goals. So it's really important. I'd say, you know, maybe once a quarter, maybe twice a year uh, for both spouses to sit down and just kind of talk about what's going on, um, you know, encourage questions. Um, you know, listening, uh, listening is, is good and not just talking to, but just explain here's the accounts we have. Here's how to access them. Nowadays, everything is so much online. You know, you know how the passwords work. Um, here's what's changed lately. And here's some decisions that we need to be thinking about. You know, what is our our giving plan this year? What are what goals do we have? Uh, should we pay off more on the mortgage versus contributing to the 401k? All those things are are important and it's so much better when when you can talk about them. And so those key decisions really need to be made together. 
And I think it can just so much strengthen uh, a marriage relationship. I can say that uh, myself, you know, about our marriage relationship. I kind of drag my wife in a few times a year and sit her in front of the computer and <laughs> no, and it's almost that way, but, um, but it's helpful, you know, for, for our relationship. And, you know, then there's sort of the, the day-to-day everyday life. And I think it's good just to say, you know, if there's something unusual coming up, Hey, uh, you're going to see this charge coming through. That's, that's just blah, blah, blah. You know, the more you can communicate, the better. Um, and finally, this is just personal opinion, uh, no judgment. Uh, but I'm not a big fan of separate accounts for, for being, when you're married, I think it's good that everybody kind of has, you know, the same accounts, everybody knows what's going on. Separate accounts, it does work for some people. That's great. Um, but I, in my experience, I've not seen it work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to think about. And, and, you know, I'm talking about married husband, and wife, you know, if you're single, these things kind of apply too. it's really good to have a, 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 if you can find a real, a real friend, a real confidant that you can, you know, you don't have to get into the nitty gritty, but at least someone you can trust and talk through making financial decisions. That would be really helpful. You know, there are. Um, we talk about there are spenders and savers. I think if you look at it a little differently, there are long-term thinkers and short-term thinkers. I think it's a little better. There are those that are planning out in the future, and then those are saying, well, we have to pay this bill today, though. I think um, when it comes to spending and those that are in a family, it, it a lot of times is that way. There are short-term thinkers and long-term thinkers, aren't there? Yeah, that's a great way to put it, too. Yeah, there are some that are um, people that just tend to think more strategically and are sort of looking further down the road. But, and sometimes those people can miss, like you said, right. the bill right in front of them. The other ones are going, we got to get this done. So it's, you know, and I really, I found often, that's why I say often there's one spouse that's kind of into this and another spouse that's not, I find that's often a great blend, you know, where, um, it just creates balance in the relationship. So viva la difference, right? It's okay to be different <laughs> in, the, in the marriage relationship. That is good. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, communicating about finances when it comes to children. And I guess that changes depending on the ages. Yeah, this um, this is actually where I feel like it it's probably gets the most tricky is with children. Uh, it's hard to paint with a broad brush. Like you said, Bridget, age matters. You know, for for younger kids, it's probably best to keep financial matters pretty private. You know, they don't really need to know what mom and dad make and all that kind of stuff. But I think it is good to take the opportunity to teach kids what they can understand. Um, You know, I think it's normal, but there's a tendency for kids to have no clue about how expensive life really is. You know, they think, you know, if they mow a lawn and get $15, that's pure profit. You know, there's no expenses. Well, we all know that's not how life is. So, um, and I even heard, this is a great idea. I think I've even heard of people, parents using monopoly money to show how to manage money on a monthly basis to sort of demonstrate what happens to the monthly bills. So kids can see how expenses like taxes and mortgages and insurance can eat up a lot of income. So it's good to kind of communicate that, you know, when you can, um, also, just bringing the kids into the the big decisions about finances, I think, can be healthy too. Um, it really shows, hey, mom and dad, you know, they sh- they're showing me that uh, how we handle money is serious. It's a spiritual thing. You know, that's a, that's really good. One quick story, even from my own life, when I was like ten years old, I came home from school and one of our cars, we had three cars, and one of our cars was just gone. I was like, what what happened to the car? My dad said, oh, I gave it away today. There was a a patient, he's, he was a dentist in a small town, a patient that I have, and 
he has a brain tumor and he didn't have a car and needed transportation. So I gave it to him real matter of fact, and it, you know, not a lot of explanation. And I thought, wow, that really, you know, that stuck with me. And it, it, it was a real example of my dad communicating, you know, why we're doing this and, um, and how giving and, and helping others is important. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit on that. Now, as we get older, talk about adult children, <clears throat> you know, there's still a tendency for parents to keep things private. And I think that makes sense. But I will say at this stage, it's good to let your kids know, you know, that, hey, we're going to be okay. Um, you know, here the finances are working, the, the monthly bills are being paid with Social Security, whatever's coming in. You have to share everything. But I will say I've seen that as well. You know, adult children worry about their, their older parents. So, um, you know, keep that in mind. It's okay to communicate some. And if you start to feel unsure as an older person about maybe mental capacity or things aren't going well financially, you know, don't wait, get help from your kids or somebody you trust. You know, you mentioned how you, um, you met the need of someone. I think it's important for us to also tell our kids when the Lord has met the needs in our own life, when we've been praying about something and something happens that uh, has met the need that we didn't know not we didn't know where it was coming from. I mean, it, it does work both ways. And I think that is important for us to communicate with our kids the other way also that, look, we had this dire need and guess what happened? We we were shocked by this and it, mm. it is miraculous how it was met. And uh, that was your heavenly father doing that for our family. So anyway. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Yeah, celebrate the, the victories. Yep. Show how God is interacting with your financial life. That's great. Um <laughs> Uh, Bridget took a dark turn earlier today when we were talking about uh, remember the Alamo. Uh, yes. We're, we're going we're gonna... to. It was on this day. Some people perished, but we, we get that line. Remember the Alamo. But OK, but that does mean uh, not to take this in such. But we do need to communicate that, you know, none of us are going to uh, last forever on this earth here. Um, we do need to communicate what our plans are um, for us when it comes to our estate, don't we? Yeah, it, it's. Uh... I, well, let me just say this. I grew okay. up in a small town close to San Antonio. So, you know, <laughs> hey, that, I, I treasure the Alamo. Let me just get that in there from yes. all the out in Fredericksburg, Texas. All right, mm-hmm. shout out. Um, no, you're right. The state planning is kind of important. It is kind of a, a downer when we talk about it. But again, talking about how to help our kids, especially when they're older. Oh, my goodness. I see this in my practice all the time. When somebody has their estate plan together, you can just feel a weight you know, taken off um, the people that have the plan, but also the kids. So it's, of course, the estate planning is very important. The documents, the wills or the trusts and the healthcare powers and, and all that that we've talked about before. So having the documents in place is one thing, but communicating about how it all works to people that, that it's going to affect, that's another. And you'd be surprised how many people you know, well, I think mom and dad have a will. I think they have this. I don't know. We'll dig around in a box, you know. And they don't know. So I think it's very helpful for our loved ones to, to know how things are going to go after we're gone. Uh, will there be outright inheritance? Uh, will some go to charity? Who's going to serve the different roles as financial executor or healthcare uh, person in charge of healthcare, that kind of thing? Um, why are they making the decisions we are? You know, it may be that you've decided to do a lot of charitable giving in your will. Um, that can be hurtful sometimes to, to children. You, you have the chance while you're alive to explain that. So ideally, you know, sitting down and 
in a room and talking about is good. Um, and in addition to that, you could also write it down. So there's something we've um, created called a testamentary letter. It's not a legal document or anything, but it's sort of a guide to sort of explain your your um, your plan to, to your loved ones. You know, who to call, here's my accountant, we have a will, do this, you know, where things are, how to find passwords, all that kind of stuff. So you don't have to share everything, but it's it's helpful maybe even in percentage terms. Here's what's going to happen. So I think it's a it's a great way great way to demonstrate um, your view of money, what's important to you, and you can kind of use that your estate plan to pass along sort of your legacy about your view of money. Excellent. In our last minute with you, Glenn, just uh, uh, some final thoughts on this topic. You've been help- so helpful so far, but communication, relationships, the importance of our faith. What are some last thoughts? Yeah, you know, I, I will say real quick, the, the way we communicate today, um, I guess I'm getting older. I'm not a big fan, right? It's, uh, <laughs> you know, social media apps, uh, uh, a lot of text messaging, they are not as good as face-to-face. Let's just say it, especially when you get into these important issues. Um, let me just give an example real quick. Let's mm-hmm. say, uh, you know, on, often on our phones, an s- alert will come in, you, you know, a charge came through for $200 at blah, blah, blah. So if a spouse sees that charge come through on a credit card, they could immediately get upset, angry. So they'll text back to the spouse. Why'd you spend this? Why is this so expensive? All of a sudden you have strife in the marital relationship. So wait, you know, wait a moment, take a deep breath, wait to your home, have dinner face to face. Hey, I saw this charge. You know, there's ways to communicate. I think it's mindful in person is better. Phone is next best, you know, email and text messaging. People can read into it. So, um, I think, you know, in general with our finances, we, we kind of get emotional too. We kind of think it's our way or the highway. It's best to listen as, as more, listen more than we think we should is a good line <laughs> instead of telling people what to do. Um, and then real finally, um, how we handle money. It's a huge statement about our faith showing why we give, for instance, it's a testimony to our kids. It adds depth to our marriage relationship and even uh, relationships with, with friends. People watch how we, how we handle money. So it's really important. Uh, and, and as we say all the time, how we handle money really does matter for eternity. So it's really vital that we learn how to communicate about it. All right. Very good. And you talked about one of the ways being face to face. And may I add on a full stomach, not when you're hungry, right? (laughs) Well said. Yeah. Notice I said after dinner. Yes. Yes. Very good. Smart. Very smart. Glenn Zimmerman, again, Christian financial planner with Kenneth Frankie and company. We've got a link to him at ericandbridget.org. 